This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for the edition 
of Force Center, the main show, the big show, the superstar star of our fleet. That is because it is Last Jedi Week. The movie is in theaters this weekend. It is out all around the world. Coming out over the next few days, I think China's the latest at January the 8th. So if you don't want to be spoiled and you're listening from China, we understand. But this is not spoilers. This is predictions, thoughts, and we want to talk about preparing to see The Last Jedi. That is part of this experience. And so to guide me through and take us through uh, this discussion is our uh, co-pilots, my good friends, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. I am excited to talk about our feelings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe it's finally here. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Finally, almost here. Oh, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to, to take this week to maybe have a couple. I got a couple questions in here that are like predictions. Yeah. But I want to more talk about the feelings because I think we can all get caught up. There's been this, you know, blitz of news for weeks and uh, just kind of get back to we are humans who are going to see a story. <laughs> we are going to put our physical meat bodies in seats and watch some <laughs> flickering images on a screen. Mm-hmm. And it is magic, but it is still just the thing that it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I wanted to get to that. And I wanted to start by just talking a little bit uh, to put ourselves back in that mindset of we're going to see this movie for the first time. What were our experiences of seeing other Star Wars movies for the first time? Mm-hmm. Are there specific memories that jump out from for you, Jennifer, at for Force Awakens, Rogue One, prequels, any of it? Yeah. I mean, certainly the re-releases uh, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. That was mm-hmm. a really special time because that was when I, I finally had kind of seen, oh, my gosh, there is a whole community of people yeah. like me who are obsessive about, yeah. about these films. And that was so exciting. Prior to that, I mean, it kind of was just like, you know, quiet. It was a quiet time in the 90s, yeah. a little bit for yeah. Star Wars. You yeah. know, there was not a lot of merchandise. The no. internet was not around, yeah. so I couldn't connect with people. The, the big explosion, what, about 94, 95 with the power of the Force figures? Exactly. Was the, that like, oh, wow, this is a thing that's happening again. Yes. Even though it didn't go away, but the figures did. But Star Wars fandom didn't go away. Air of the Empire was out. But I remember me and my friends, Joel and Gavit and uh, and Casey and back in the Hancock days, if you guys are listening, it was like we'd run across from our screenwriting classes to Toys R Us to, see, to see, get the new Power of the Force figures. And it was it felt like Star Wars is back. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the feeling those re-releases gave you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember hiding Bespin Han in the Toys R Us so I could run to the ATM <laughs> oh so my a child didn't buy that. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's certainly like the being there to reconnect uh, with fans and mm-hmm. being in that same space physically as fans, which is interesting because now it's so social media based. But just like watching the movie, like physically in the theater, like uh, for myself, uh, a lot of memories popped to mind, but uh, went to a midnight showing of Attack of the Clones, went to a midnight showing of all the prequels. Uh, and it, what, we weren't as media saturated, so mm-hmm. there was the slight hint that maybe Yoda would whip out that lightsaber. Yeah. But I was sitting uh, next to my friend, Doug Shaw, who is a, a math professor, uh, and he I remember him getting so excited in those seconds right before Loda, Yoda pulled out the lightsaber and was clear he was going to, and he started saying, yes, 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 and slamming his fists on his thighs. <laughs> and those are those moments that there's just like, remember, like, the movie is the movie, and it exists, yeah. but... Only me and the other person on the other side of Doug Shaw yeah. had that experience in the theater. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So Jedi was the first one I saw in the theater, and I remember that, but I don't, you know, seven. I don't, you know, yeah. it's just like I'm seeing that thing my friends think are cool, and I was in, I was in, I was in. But like, it's a different memory. Um, the re-releases excite. I bought two tickets for A New Hope back to back, same day, back to back showings, and then halfway through the second showing, was like I made a huge mistake. I'm <laughs> tired. I want to go home. Um, not that the re-release was bad, uh, but Phantom Menace. Yeah. So the memory of buying the tickets, I've talked about that, but seeing the movie. That moment between the Lucasfilm logo a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and a, you know, 20th Century Fox, God bless that uh, logo <laughs> that's no longer there, um, that, that quiet beat, and then Star Wars, boom. boom yeah. Boom. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I just remember, I think I saw 10 a.m. showing. I was earlier in the day, I think, and me sitting next to my friend Gavin, and we're at, who come up, uh, come down from my hometown, and just the theater just hands in the air, mm. yeah. screaming, shouting, "What happened after?" That doesn't even bother me. What happened? Because almost immediately, I was like, "Oh, this is mm, mm. something's different. This is different. This yeah. is different." Um, but that feeling still happens every time and this fear of it's going to fade away it might mm-hmm. do people marvel fans get the s- same joy as much i think they do yes i think they do so that pause between a long time ago and a galaxy far far away and boom even rogue one even rogue one that did it different that <laughs> that starts yeah rogue one, i've grown to like that i love it I've yeah. grown to like that. Mm. So there's that I'm looking forward to. How about you, Jennifer? Any sort of like uh, physical, visceral memories? Yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't until fairly recently that every time I would hear the, the main title theme, I would cry. Like, I would oh, just wow. well with tears because it was such an overwhelming emotional experience of mm. my childhood and all yeah. of these years that I've invested. Now, and it was still there for The Force Awakens, mm. but with Rogue One, it, I did not well up in the same way. It yeah. was more of an, an anticipation, excitement, and almost, I don't want to say fear, but like, what, mm-hmm. What's gonna What's gonna happen? Oh, Is yeah. this gonna live up to my expectations? Because we're venturing into a new area, you know, yeah. with these standalone films and things like that. I think I'll still probably well up again with the Last Jedi. Yeah, partially because it feels like we've been running a marathon with yeah. all of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's finally here. Yeah, um, that's so. true. That is fascinating. How much it adds to just like a sense of like a, a fever pitch, almost like exhaustion. Like when you're so mm-hmm. exhausted, and you get to go to bed and you almost weep because you're just like, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's the last thing I want to say on this particular talking point. Ken, you made me think of this. Yeah. Here's a fascinating thing to watch with audiences of how audiences handle their applause because mm-hmm. a long time ago comes on, everybody clap, erupts. Clap, clap, clap. And then there's that beat of silence. And then sometimes some audiences just erupt again for Star Wars. Yeah. Or some are like, oh, duh, didn't we just applaud? Yeah. <laughs> Should we applaud again? It's a right. fascinating How thing to watch. How many times we applaud? Yeah. yeah. And seeing uh, a very fortunate, very fortunate, I'm going to make that clear, but seeing some of these impress screenings are weird because there's not definitely not all fans there. Yeah. Oh. And so there's definitely a like little notepads out making my notes on this space picture and so it changes out that's why in rogue one i was like uh you know this is gold leader i'm like Uh, Mm -hmm. the only one here me and jeremy johns (laughs) the other one's excited about this okay Um, so it changes a little bit so uh you know uh, i'm looking forward to seeing it with with crowds yeah with the normals with, with the, the normals, normals. the yeah. people who are insane for uh, Star it's Wars. It's like I said, this is what I said. The casual fans make Star Wars what it is. Yeah. yeah. They make yeah. what it is. 
Yeah, it's a treat. Uh, um, so I also want to talk about the weirdness of seeing something for the first time that you know you're going to watch a million times. That's so weird to me. It's a really weird, specific feeling. It yeah. is. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Because it's sort of like that. I, I, I want to. I want to remember everything. And then there's yeah. a part of me like, well, that's partially because I want to podcast yes. well. Yes. Uh, and discuss it well, but then there's also like, I don't need to remember what he said. I'm going to watch it 800 times this year. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I, I experienced that definitely with Force Awakens, um, where there was a lot of things going on because I was telling Jennifer off air that like I, I held my breath for as long as possible, not knowing, like three minutes, whatever's physically possible. I was right there at the beginning because the crawl and the, the crawl opening crawl Force Awakens is great. You're yeah. like, oh my God, Luke Skywalker has vanished. It's so strong. Until. Max von Sydow and Oscar Isaac really started talking. I was like, uh-oh, is this good? Is this going to be good? Is this going to be good? Did they do it? Did right. they do it? That's all the right. questions we had. Yeah. Because prequels or not, we know there was a stigma. We know there was some stuff. And again, Force, I cannot die. Denied. The Force Awakens, or excuse me, The Phantom Menace, when I saw it in 99, the first two minutes, I was like, ooh, something seems different. Something yeah. seems a little different. Right. I, I grow to understand and like those movies more. But in that moment, I was like, so Force Awakens, I had that feeling. And then I spent the entire movie, and I catch myself, the first viewing, of being, oh, uh, that that's, a, that's a Ren's ship. That is, and had to be like, just stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just stop. We don't need mm-hmm. to be, any of us as fans need to be instant encyclopedias, right? No. We can be by the end of the weekend. Yeah, by the end of the weekend. <laughs> and it's first fun, time. fun to discover that stuff. And I, I'm really going to try that with The Last Jedi. Because Rogue One, I had, because Rogue One, I went in with a little bit of a know-it-all. Like, well, that's the planet Lamu. And <laughs> this is Krennic, because they went to school together. Right. Yes. Uh, yes, I read about that flashback on Coruscant. I believe it was on page 180. Yeah. 87 of so, Catalyst. Yeah. yeah. I don't want... It's you know, dangerous. And God bless oh it. You God. can't stop that sometimes. But Last Jedi, I know I'm going to see this movie a lot. All right? I have yeah. like four screenings, tickets to four screenings already set. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So Jennifer, do you remember from previous movies... Uh, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Like the first time I saw Force Awakens, uh, when Rey agrees to take BB-8 back and she has that sort of head nod that is also an eye roll. Yeah. I remember thinking like... Yeah. That's going to be one of those little moments because now that I've seen the previous films forever, I watch them for the little moments. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking the first time I saw Force Awakens, like, that's a little moment I'm going to love the hundredth time I see this film. Mm, Right. Yes. Do you have memories like that where you, the first time you saw something, you knew like, that's always going to be a favorite moment. Ray eating the space bread. I I mean, for me, that moment when she just plops on the helmet and just is chomping down on this bread (laughs) in solitude is just, it's so beautiful. And you hear that music, that whole sequence, quite frankly, I just knew I'm like, I love this. I want to crawl into this and watch this every day. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was about that, but yeah, it was Uh, so enjoyable. Right there with you on that Ray stuff. That Ray stuff. That's it's um, it is uh, it was a different feeling for me as a, as a fan. And I've tried to explain this and, 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 and maybe come, come out clumsily, but it's the first time I, I you know Princess Leia when I saw the first time uh, I looked up to her. I was attracted to her. It was just like oh it's 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 what I would look for in a woman like that with Ray with Daisy Ridley. It was the first time I looked down like a a father or or an older brother and was like I want to care like this person's alone on this 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 planet and like mm. there was so much in those things that it moved me yeah. it really moved me the first three or four times it was something different for me as a as a fan that i experienced yeah. you know what i mean it's watching so somebody neat. yeah go ahead Jennifer. oh no i was just saying that's so neat that, that you experienced mm. that yeah i think it's like watching somebody be the, a society of one yeah. like she has all these rituals of what life is yeah. of like mm-hmm. being thoughtful being playful being pragmatic feeding yeah. yourself entertaining yourself and like it's all compressed into this 
yeah. beautiful, uh, you know, character who clearly wants things. Wants yeah. it. And, and it was immediate. And that's why those experiences, I want to be open to that, to not worry about, okay, that's the uh, Terrafon Yellow Aces helmet she's got on. That's it. Like, I just yeah. want to feel what the actors and, and the story yeah. that's being put out there. Exactly. Yeah. I want to look for the little moments, I think, is a way for, for me to think about it, of like just those little actorly choices. Then it, right. it reengages me in the movie itself. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of which, we actually have gotten some questions from uh, fans over the years about our actual movie going rituals. This is really getting back to we're humans in seats. Do you guys have specific like rituals of like, uh, I know Ken, you and I are in the same of like get there super early people. Oh, yeah. Be really prepared. I have a tiny, <laughs> tiny bladder. So yeah. uh, I urinate eight, 87 times whether I need to or not. Uh, I cut yeah. off drinks. If I've seen a movie at 4 o'clock the day, no liquid after 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. And then I usually try to have a drink uh, immediately after any movie with my wife, a cocktail. (laughs) It's cocktail and discussion time with my wife. So what kind of rituals do you guys have? Yeah, I used to have some rituals. Uh, Now we're, like, rushing out the door. (laughs) Oh, right. babysitter, you know. But before, we would go maybe grab a bite beforehand and then go talk about it afterwards at a bar. It was always, you know, so special. I'd get raisinets. Now, (laughs) Now I'm, like, rushing there. I find these little animal crackers in my. I'm like, how did this get in my bag? Oh guy. So I love I love both of those tales and the sides of that story. Yeah, yeah. Rituals are gone. I have, uh, you know, and maybe that's an okay thing. Maybe that's part of what uh, a child is supposed to bring to your life, but not (laughs) adhering to these weird rituals because I have them. And Joseph, that's why you and I are friends and remain friends because it's like the movie starts at three. Do you guys want to get there at two? You guys good with two? Two oh five. Okay. Um, There. Yeah. uh, I am. uh, my father and I are notorious for snacks before the trailers even begin. Okay. Eat, finish, get it out of the way. I don't want to be crunching, rifling through something. Nope. I don't want to feel, because if I feel, I might be ruffling through a Reese's Pieces bag, and I know it's loud, but maybe not. But if I feel that I'm interfering with Joseph's experience and he's sitting next to me, I get anxious. Like, I, I'm an a-hole. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Joseph might not even be hearing it. So mm-hmm. I, for myself, like to clear the deck and then just take in the movie. That's yeah. good. It's hard, yeah. though. It's hard. Quiet. Focused. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very focused. I'm very obsessive. I'm yeah. like Adam Driver yeah. watching a movie. <laughs> obsessive. Focused. Uh, uh, all right. So I also just uh, want to talk about predictions on yeah. opening weekend domestic box office. It's mm. the question that comes up. Uh, it's not as touchy-feely as some of my other questions, but <laughs> what, do we, what are you guys thinking? Force Awakens shattered all expectations yeah. of what a domestic opening box office weekend could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in December. Specifically in December, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Ro- and, and Rogue One kept that up. Rogue One kept it up. Uh, so what is is The Last Jedi going to possibly get to the heights of Force Awakens? You know, like Professionals say no. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. these The middle of trilogy movies don't do as well as the first and the third. Right. It's what it's tracking for over $200 million, yeah. I think. And tracking, that can be weird. Sometimes it, you don't want to believe it. Sometimes you shatter the expectation set by tracking. So I think it's, I could see $200 million. I, I absolutely could because I think the hype train is working. And you write about the second trilogy, a second story in a trilogy. You write about December. I mean, prior to this, Hunger Games, I think, was the highest and did not cross $100 million in December. It, it's an interesting time. It's actually one of the benefits of being a modern movie fan. There's some negative aspects of being a modern movie fan. But this year-round blockbuster thing is, is, is great. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's actually really good. So I think it's going to do – obviously, it's going to do well. Um, but I think you can see – I, I, I could see it shattering records. I actually yeah. think it could. 
Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? I think so too. And I think because I'm anticipating that it's going to be an amazing film and that the word of mouth is going to really start to spread to where yeah, people yeah. are like, I know that you're you're not really into Star Wars, but you would love this movie. Yeah. So it's going to reach those kinds of moviegoers. Yeah. That's where I think it's going to start getting some big numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's for sure over 200. I'll say like 207. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I totally agree with you that I think if the reviews and the word of mouth are just like, this is a great Star Wars movie and just a great movie, the mm-hmm. way people talk about Empire, that it could go even higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that might uh, drive curiosity is that The Last Jedi is still being talked about to break a lot of traditions. This is not going to go the way you mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which of these do you feel strongly about? You're sitting there that, that first time, and we got what things that might be upended that are traditions. The mm-hmm. placement of the crawl and the time that has passed between Last Jedi and Force Awakens. So that's something that could get upended. What do you guys want to see? Hmm. I, you know, we know there's going to be, going to be a crawl, right? And, yeah. And, you know, the, that whole Rogue One, one experiment, experiment is behind us. We, ne- we knew eight and nine were always going to have the crawls. But that time between movies is interesting. But we still need the crawl. We still need to be like, even if the crawl is just like, Cool. It's like two minutes later. <laughs> we still need it. Three paragraphs um, of. And, and I'm, I'm very intrigued by the time between movies. I'm, I, I like that it's picking up right where we left off. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? I, that would be fascinating. Uh, um, I would love to see it right, pick up right where we left off. Um, and then maybe jump, jump in time from there. But I'm not, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of open. I'm yeah. open to, to this new, whatever they want to do. I'm not really, you know, holding on to any anything. What if it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Then, moment of silence, slow fade up, the Ray and Luke scene continues. Yes. Then, bam, crawl. Would you be like, no, you broke Star Wars? No, I would, I would love that. Yeah. yeah. A cold open? Yeah, cold, cold open, open. Exactly. I, I, I would be open to it. I wouldn't think I would have uh, would be open to it, but I actually like the cold open in Rogue One. I, mm-hmm. I think you needed a crawl, but I think you could have done cold open crawl Rogue One. I think you could have done it, so I, I'd be open to it. Yeah. Not I'm, bad about it. Yeah, I'm open to that. I think there's also the possibility that the crawl is there, that it's taken Ray a little while to get to, mm-hmm. to, and the crawl is there to set up mostly what the actual real conflict between the First Order and Resistance is. Mm. Yeah. Our, yeah, our weir is you know from one side or the other, and then we cut back to well because Luke you know the, the Phasma comic took place you know at, at the end of Force Awakens before Starkiller Base blows up, and it goes for a couple days or so after. It's a short period of time, and and it literally ends with continued in the Last Jedi, and it's only if you know it's just a matter of days, and we know we know Ray you know maybe weeks because we know Ray was at Dakar. Had to be. Uh, it wasn't like the next morning they set out. I don't believe. No. Um, I, I, you know, a month. I don't know. A week. A day and a half. I don't know. But um, so it's interesting <laughs> that yeah, all those storylines we have to pick up pretty fast with everything. Yeah, right. need to get moving. All right, that, that's so fascinating to me. How about I've got a bad feeling about this? What if they're like, no, Star Wars needs to break some of these habits. I've got a bad feeling about this is gone. Mm. Nobody says. I'd be it. disappointed. Yeah. 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 I would just, I would it wouldn't make a break, but I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be there. I think it'll be there with a twist. Yeah. I've got a bad feeling about this with a twist, which I, Jennifer, can you make that cocktail? I love it. I love it. What would that be? A bad feeling with a twist. Wilhelm scream, that'll be there, right? I I think almost you need to. Yeah. (laughs) From production standards. Uh, But yeah, Star Wars, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, 
pretty important, right? And, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I want that. Yeah, and it can be buried pretty deep in oh, the mix. Yeah. It exactly. doesn't need to call attention to itself. Yeah. It's just a scream. Uh, limb removal. We talked a, a couple of weeks ago that we don't want Ray, that that's too much yeah. mm-hmm. similarity to have Ray lose her right hand. But do you want some more limb removal? We didn't get a good proper limb removal in The Force Awakens. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. So I, limb removal is one of the things I think I could give up. Yeah. It's which is a weird sentence to say out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we got it with Unkar plot in movie, I would have been like, yeah, keep it going. But you didn't. It it's okay. Yeah. yeah agreed. You can break that tradition. Okay. You can break, break off that tradition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, all right. So then, this isn't really necessarily a tradition, but just what to expect is uh, how much of a cliffhanger do we want? How much of space to tell other stories? Now, we've had, like, the literal cliffhanger of uh, The Force Awakens that Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill likes to make that, that <laughs> joke of, we're literally on the edge of a cliff. Um, but if it really does end as a not, oh, we've had this big all these big battles and now we have this moment to rest, like, mm-hmm. is the end of Empire and Attack of the Clones, but we know more is coming. But if it is truly a cliffhanger, like mm-hmm. an old serial, like somebody's got a lightsaber to somebody's throat and credits. How would you guys feel about that? Ooh, it was daring. A two-year actual cliffhanger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I'll make it. I, I don't, yeah, let's say I don't want Lucasfilm to do that to the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it would be interesting. It's a neat idea. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the trick is to, to feel like you saw a full movie and a full story and still yeah. have that sort of hanging I mean, thread. Right. I go to, for, oddly enough, I go to like the Hunger Games again and I had read those books and I knew what was going on but when you do the one that ends uh, and you, you know, uh, uh, Katniss wakes up and they're in District 13 and it's like this boom, like whoa right. and then like you need to wait a year. Like that that could be frustrating but it, when, you, when it's all told and all put together, that's why this ending of Force Awakens, risky and bold at the time, will fit together so well with the story when the puzzle's put together. So yeah. Right. It would be it would be very. We'd have two years of podcasting of where does that lightsaber go? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, once it's all told, I'd be I'd be okay with it. Do yeah. what's right for the story. Yeah, exactly. If that's the moment that resonates with the character, that the perfect moment is to end on them not being able to make a decision. That's yeah. you know a valid way to tell a story. If that's no. for the truth of that character, right? Uh, you know, if this ends with. Kylo holding his hand up to Ray, and Luke holding his hand up to Ray, Snoke holding his hand up to Ray. She's like, I don't know, fade out. You know, we got two years. This of strange sort of mafia standoff of hands. Yeah. Oh join God. me, join me, no, join me. Uh, I hope that we do have some space to tell some other stories in books and comics. So yeah, we'll that, see with that. that. That does seem to be important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I went into Rogue One with a strategy of, you know, I think there's going to be at least one thing that I don't like. And that's a part of Star Wars is sometimes not liking a part of it because it's so big. Yeah. So I'm curious if you guys like that strategy. If you want to go into The Last Jedi going, I'll I'll give this movie a freebie. Like for Rogue One, it really worked because Mm -hmm. I will never be okay with the choking pun. But I also like, that's intellectually how I feel, but it doesn't bother me at all. Because I went into it going, I know there's going to be something. Right. Yeah. And that was my one. Yeah. yeah I, I think, and, and Jennifer jump in here, but I think that the, the, for a lot of people, it's going to be the port. Oh, right. And yep. that's become a joke and a punchline. But yeah, there's a real question of 
how that fits in, and I'm pro porg. I want that known for my uh, <laughs> elector electorate base. There, uh, I'm pro porg, <laughs> but I was finding out that the porg is on the Falcon and maybe involved in some kind of plot point. Not that the porg's making decisions um, has me has me trepidatious. <laughs> Might be, yeah, has me trepidatious. Oh. Meaning, like, uh, it's a great seasoning to the soup, but I don't want it to be the meal, and I don't think it is but i think that's the biggest question going in where i have to be like all right we know they're going to be there they're going to there's going to be a crowd reaction yeah mm-hmm. going to be some cheers some booze some hisses whatever um plot uh, going into wondering wondering how they handle leia is the big one yeah. yeah but i also know that they have no choice in in that matter they had to do something yeah because of the circumstance so i don't know yeah jennifer yeah. are you prepared to not like something yeah and i think i've already and i'm pro porg i'm obsessed with porg everything i have is porgs in my house <laughs> everything i have is porgs <laughs> i mean i'm really in deep with the porgs <laughs> But when I saw that gif of the porg, and I have not even seen the, te- yeah, the TV yeah. spot yeah. of it, I won't even say what it is, but there's yeah. this moment. It's kind of slapsticky. Yeah. And if I had seen it in the movie, in the moment, I would have, I think, found it funny and cute and whatever. But in this kind of isolated social media instance, I was like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like, yeah. it just kind of seemed like a tonal break sure yeah I, you know i think that but that's ryan johnson has said that this movie is going to be fun yeah. there's humor in it it's not all dark like the trailers have been painting that yeah so i think in the moment i'm sure i'll enjoy it in the theater it, it for me it's a little bit like finn has some moments and i love boyega but like the droid please or got a boyfriend cute boyfriend when i saw it in because i saw it first in context and, and, and full scene, I had I had no problem with it. Right. Uh, but then I ca- came out of the theater, and a lot of people were like, "Oh," and he said, "Droid, please." I'm like, "What? No!" Like that's great. But if I had seen a clip of that, yes, I would have been like, "That's not how we talk in Star Wars." Yeah. So you're right. not wrong. Um, that's why sometimes why these too many TV spots can maybe send us into the movies with a little bit of uh, uh, ready to be negative or, or yeah. wall, walls up. Mm-hmm. I love that we have got to this point where we're, one of the things we're we'll be watching for is. Does the style and the narrative, uh, you know, string of the Porg's adventures appropriately <laughs> lead up to this <laughs> yeah. slapstick moment? Yes. That's what we're saying. That's exactly yes. what we're saying. Yes, uh, yes. And that's exactly. the question. I'm prepared uh, to not be sure about BB90. Yes, oh, I wasn't really? sure. I, yeah. it's just a, it's ah. a, it was a little on the old nose for me. It's the yeah. only thing in all the Last Jedi stuff that I've been like, I don't know if I needed a mean BB8. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but again, I think it's probably going to work in the movie. But I'm prepared. Yeah. Uh, speaking of porgs, I wanted to ask: What if we have already seen like at least fifty percent of the porg content? We have. <laughs> I think we have. I think I think we've seen twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. I think right. we're going to see the the porglings. I think we're going to see uh, oh, right. pork yeah. communities. Yeah. And I think some uh, Chewy and the porgs will play out a little bit longer. Yeah. I think yeah. there's some. Mm-hmm. I think there's a vital Chewy porg scene. The question is how long. Yeah. How, what does this porg, this one porg, do? This slapstick porg do mm-hmm. to put itself ahead of the pack of the other porgs? Yeah. yeah. To be the porg. That head of the pork pack? The head of the pork pack to make that bond with Chewie. The leader of the pork. The leader, leader of, of the, the pork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But that's good that, Jennifer, you are braced for. We've we've seen most of it. Yeah, we've seen most of it. And, right. I, and I know I'm going to love him even more after we see him, so. Right. All right. So uh, getting toward the end of our conversation here about preparing to see The Last Jedi for the first time, if we were to take the lessons of the Jedi into account, how would we approach watching The Last Jedi? 
Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm getting at with that mm-hmm. is, you know, we can we can build up so much uh, uh, mm-hmm. excitement, and we want to be right, and, and you know, you, you know, we're in the Star Wars broadcasting world, and, and we, we want to get our opinion out there. Everybody wants yeah. to get their opinion out there. Everybody wants to be seen and broadcast. I like this part. I like that part. And uh, some of it can get to be noise that is not, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, Star Warsy. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to try to approach this what, like I think the new approach to the Force is mm-hmm. going to be, which is balance. Um, you can be blindly in love with something. You know what I mean? That's also our job, uh, especially my job over Collider, be a little critical. Yeah. So, you know, I came out of Rogue One saying that's the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen. And the second time I saw it, I went, there's a lot of questions I have. <laughs> and I've found the balance where, yep, there's things here, there's, but gosh, that third act is amazing. And I still enjoy it and I still enjoy the characters. So, uh, but also don't want to be too negative where I'm like, wow, that's not Star Wars. Like, I want to just approach this movie with an open mind i want to be ride the tide and uh mist weavers and all these other force users in the galaxy i just want to find the center Mm. yeah yeah jennifer what do you think yeah i'm gonna quiet my mind i'm gonna Mm. almost like meditate and allow myself to just experience it and not get weighed down by all these issues of canon or what I think is coming next, you know, like, oh, I know how this is going to happen. I don't want to do that. I want to go back to when I was a kid and watching Star Wars and just loving it. That's all I want. Yeah. Just to allow the emotions to come over me. Yeah. I, I think I'm in the same place where I just want to take the advice of the, the I believe it was the first uh, teaser of Breathe, Just Breathe. Yeah. Of yeah. like just watch this story because I think what's going to be so great about this is everyone has talked about Ryan really loves and understands the characters mm-hmm. and worked with everyone to understand their characters. Yeah. And that is what excites me more than anything. It's just really seeing flawed human and <laughs> poor creatures, <laughs> you know, do things that really make sense in this sort of uh, bizarre human way that right. maybe they don't make logical sense, but they make sense because of what the character has been through. Right. You know, and I just want to be, get myself in a mindset to follow that journey and not, Totally obsessed on which character I want to fight first in Data Bing Crawl. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing, but balance. Ken, you're right. Yeah, yeah, balance. Absolutely. Uh, finally, my final question about preparing for this movie. In the spirit of Star Wars, what is your greatest hope and what is your greatest fear? Mm-hmm. And will you be able to let your fear go? Mm-hmm. My greatest hope is that we're going to see a glimmer of the old hopeful Luke. Mm. We're going to see it, I hope, at the maybe at the end. Something will get him back. Um, my greatest fear is that we'll lose him. Mm-hmm. Is that we'll, we'll see that when he gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll experience that moment. That's my greatest fear. We cannot yeah. lose Luke Skywalker. Yeah, same same boat for me. I think my greatest hope is that we're going to see one wonderful reunion of Luke and Leia. Yeah. Oh, yes. My greatest fear is that we won't because Luke doesn't make it off the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that maybe those those two things really connect. Who, who else could get a smile and a human moment out of Luke mm-hmm. than his sister Leia? Right. Yeah. Right? I think we will see that. Uh, I am at peace whether he has a lightsaber or not. Mm-hmm. I just want to see him have a hero moment. Mm. I think yeah. uh, I want, even if it's a small, very, very small moment, if it's just a moment of supporting Ray, I yeah. want to have that moment of, of cheering for this character who's been my hero for most yeah. of my life. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, my fear is that it will be his last moment. <laughs> but I, am, uh, I think that, you know, we talked about the book last time, The yeah. Legends of Luke Skywalker, all the lessons in that. Yes. The very first movie, Obi-Wan Kenobi, lets himself go. The whole prequels yeah. are about let yourself go. So yeah. I'm going to work on if this is yeah. the movie where Luke Skywalker 
uh, lets himself go, <laughs> that I, I want to be okay with that. Want to be okay with that. Must yeah. Accept the sacrifice of others. Yeah, sometimes. you know. And if it's in the in for for the good of other characters and the good of this story, then yeah. Luke Skywalker is still a hero. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
that is our look at the first time we're going to be seeing The Last Jedi. Absolutely, man. This is it. We're here, guys. This is so exciting. I'm getting excited just, just talking about it. Get your routines and rituals in place. Get your friends and family and loved ones together. If you're going in a group, that's great. Send us pictures. Tweet it out to Please. us. Put it on the Facebook yeah. page. We want to share your experience here on Force Center. We want to know. And uh, as, uh, as we close here, we got some audience predictions and, and thoughts. We uh, talk, touched upon a little bit last week. Got some of your guys' funny, wild predictions here. So uh, I'll lead us through this one here uh, of, of what we got. And from uh, non-Patreon uh, fans, uh, we like to take both sides of it here. Matt Blundell asks, he says, uh, or says, I'd love to hear your guys' predictions on what the role the Knights of Ren will play in the film. I think they are loyal to Snoke and Snoke only, and they turn on Kylo. Interesting. I think after being cast aside by Snoke, Kylo goes after him with his knights only to find Snoke laughing at him (laughs) (laughs) and ordering them to kill him. Kylo then rescues Rey, who's in the Force prison cell, a la Obi-Wan on Geonosis, after her torture at the hands of Snoke. So, big question is about the Knights of Ren, Jennifer. Yeah. Are we ever going to see Kylo and his buddies? You know, this is my question to you guys. Are there anything in the novel or any new information about the Knights of Ren? It seems like it's eerily quiet. I, I still believe the precursor is the Acolytes uh, from Beyond or of Beyond, whatever it is, from Aftermath, which mm-hmm. is uh, Tashu's uh, kind of led little group there. A little cult. That, a cult. It yeah. seems they worship Darth Vader, they worship the Sith, they worship helmets and masks giving you power, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they don't have lightsabers, so a lot of it on paper sinks up. But other than that, no. Huh, yeah. so interesting. I think we're going to see them in the movie, and I think it is, I, I think we could see, you know, a novel that is, like, now that you've really seen them in action, yeah. here's your novel about more about them. That makes sense. Could very sense. well be the, how they need, or why they need to get off the island. Could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. could be something there. Maybe they find them. I don't know. Yeah. Like very interesting. Know. Stephen Collins, uh, do that again, Stephen, out of respect for you. Stephen Collins says, what if Luke used a force mind trick to make everyone forget Rey's existence and she really is Leia and Han's daughter? Kind of like in He-Man and She-Ra, <laughs> and I love that reference, <laughs> Stephen, me by the too. power of Grayskull. Um, interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Interesting theory. I, I, It would be... Uh, we love the wild predictions here, the wild theories. Uh, it would be tough to explain, maybe. I mean, actually, maybe simple to explain. Oh, I used a mind trick. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but tough to carry out that story. I think. Yeah, right. I think it, it's it's so great and it's so twisting. If if Star Wars was like literally an ongoing hour a day soap opera, I would say yes. This is too much guilt. If like yeah. Luke has to reteam with his sister and like, we, sorry, I ran away. I'm sorry that Han. Died. Oh, also, I'm really sorry that I horrifically stole your child from your mind. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm, that was my bad. Oh, yeah, my just bad. To throw that on the old guilt pile. Uncomfortable, yeah. but maybe, maybe Ray is Leia and Han's daughter, according to Adam Driver. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going back to that new yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, well. uh, from Patreon, uh, Dylan Cicero asks uh, the film or says I always keep we're so used to questions here. The film ends with Kylo reaching out to Luke as Ray did. Uh, at the end of The Force Awakens, kind of a prediction there. And I, you know, I actually... Mm-hmm. I like that. Star Wars is poetry, we know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind that at all. No, that, I think that would be a really good way to be have a little bit of a cliffhanger like we talked about. Uh, they They work together in the moment for some reason, like a lot of people are predicting, but then it's right. like, are we truly going to take over the galaxy together or run away from the galaxy together. Right. Nice interest. New, it's a new form of poetry. You know what? Yeah. It's yeah. a new rhyme. It's a new rhyme structure. It's, it's still poetry, but a new rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Jennifer, you okay with that kind of poem? You're good with Star Wars poems. I would love that. And it, it would make me question, is he being truthful? Is he being yeah. sincere? Yeah. Or is he doing it to trick him? There's your cliffhanger. I love it. Maybe he says, I am your brother. And like, is he? <laughs> <laughs> For two years? <laughs> David Cornett says, Lucas discovered evidence at the first Jedi Temple that Snoke was the first Jedi. And the Order was created for some purpose of his. That's why Luke is ready to let the Order end and be the last Jedi. So... There's a lot of things in this that I mm-hmm. like. Hmm. Yeah. I like that it might introduce Joseph this kind of, uh, you know, new, that Snoke's this ancient evil slash just ancient force. There's yeah. something there. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's got back problems. It explains yeah. <laughs> a lot of the things where he's got osteoporosis. Been around a while. No, this is an elegant prediction. I don't think it'll be true, but I think it's a yeah. great alternate. And I, I just don't think it'll be true because I think all of the signals we've been getting from the creators is Snoke is an evil guy from far away. Right. right. And that that's, it might be an interesting origin, but it's not connected to anything we we know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but, but but David it is elegant. Yeah, your thoughts on what might be at the first Jedi Temple are, I think are going to be important. There's going to be something there, Jennifer. Yeah, I can't wait. I want to see what what's in those books. Yeah, and if that tree is is part of that tree that he found at the end of Shattered Empire that was oh, on the the Jedi Temple. Yeah. I, right. I, a lot of people yeah. think that. I don't think that, but at the same time I can't be certain, which is what I love about going into the, my first view in the last Jedi. I can't be certain on anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love. I can't wait for this scene where Luke takes her into that cave area and mm-hmm. just it's a guided tour yeah. <laughs> here's all my force stuff absolutely uh, and a final prediction here from Scott Kolar he asks or see, he predicts Star Wars pew 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 I'm not your father credits <laughs> I think that's accurate I think yeah. that's going to be it. the most accurate prediction out there. I like yeah. that. That's a slant rhyme, you know, yes. right. where the consonants match, but the vowels don't. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott, good job. I think you're right. I yeah. want to see Joseph Perfect. with your emoji uh, review. That's basically it in text It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It explosions. Yeah, I got to right. really work on my uh, my emoji review. <laughs> for last job, emoji reviews. It is, I think it's mostly just going to be the little crying face crying. because right. good, bad, or otherwise, I think this movie is going to fill me with weeping levels of yeah. joy yeah. more yeah. than anything. I agree with that. Well, guys, uh, we are getting ready to see The Last Jedi, as are you. Again, we want to hear those stories. We want to see those pictures. We want to celebrate Star Wars with you, so you can do that by sharing us your uh, Last Jedi viewing pictures uh, at several different spots, like on Twitter at Force Center Pod, our Facebook page, Force Center Podcast. Like it. You can support us on Patreon.com slash Force Center. Podcast is available on Podomatic, Podomatic Mobile, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. A lot of options for you. And Joseph, man, we got a, a shirt at, at tpublic.com slash user slash force center that is great uh give the gift of force center merch this christmas particularly the iheart murder bear shirt yeah i think uh, all families need a beautiful ewok shirt with lovely ewok artwork by alex robinson of star wars minute and then acknowledging their true power they are murder bears today <laughs> and we heart that murder bears well that is it for this week jennifer you got anything special coming up um you can find me on all the social media sites at twitter uh youtube and i will definitely be posting a last jedi review break down i don't know about reaction we'll see stay tuned <laughs> yeah yeah i can't wait to see that they're always great thank you 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 always pick out details of the movie and flesh them out and in all my beautiful favorite ways. creatures <laughs> yes the, the creature breakdown <laughs> yeah the creature breakdown that'd be That's great me. 
Joseph? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. As always, i got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, I have one in Minnesota coming up very soon mm-hmm. in December where I'll be doing a live episode of my podcast, Obsessed. Uh, then back in Los Angeles, I have a show on New Year's Eve at like 7 o'clock where we'll ring in. 8.30, and then you can still go party some more. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll be a part of the San Francisco Sketchfest Big Old Comedy Festival on Saturday, January 13th, doing a live episode of Obsessed about cats and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. People who are obsessed with that. Uh, and obviously, I think for Four Center, a reminder as we close this out that we're going to have our big breakdown explosion feelings episode about The Last Jedi mm-hmm. opening weekend. Absolutely. Look for it here on the feed and a lot to talk about after that, I'm sure. We'll be breaking down this one for a while. You can follow me at Catnapsock. Check out my show, Daily Thrones on Anchor. That's it, guys. Take a breath. Just breathe. It's here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.